Hey there! Welcome to Shoot the Flick. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. And we are a married couple that like to shoot the shit about movies. That we do. That we do. And this week, we are back on Disney movies. Hooray! Hurrah! We are still in the Renaissance era. Scotty... What movie did we watch today? Well, we had all the Renaissance era laid out before us. And we narrowed it down to two. We narrowed it down to Hunchback of Notre Dame and our choice, Hercules. Released in 1997. For some reason, I thought it was going to be a more contentious competition between those two films. We put a poll up on our social media and was like, hey, which one would you like to see us review? And it was pretty overwhelmingly in uh, the favor of Hercules, which is fine. This is definitely a, a more fun, upbeat, colorful movie than uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Indeed. Actually, for Disney as well, like in the timeline of the Renaissance, Disney got a lot of backlash for movies like Hunchback and Pocahontas for being like too dark and too serious. So they released Hercules to kind of lighten things up a little bit. That's exactly what we're doing here today. On the day where we are going to go see Oppenheimer, we are now recording our lighthearted episode before Oppenheimer. Yes, this is definitely going to fuck with our brains a little bit, but it's fine. (laughs) What else is new? So I've always kind of been... A little bit of a nerd when it comes to Greek mythology. I've always liked reading about the gods and things like that. It's kind of just a weird thing I've always had. And when Hercules came out, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time with it. There was a computer game of it. It was actually really difficult when I was younger. I played it a lot. But yeah, Hercules during the Renaissance was one of my favorite Disney movies. Plus, it's got a ton of good bops. Yeah, there definitely are a a good amount of bops in this movie. Despite that, though, I gotta say, this is, for me personally, in the Renaissance era, which pretty much is filled to the brim with bops as far as the movies are concerned. This is probably on the lower end of my personal ranking. And I was trying to figure out why throughout the movie, why I felt that way. And I kind of came up with a few ideas as to why but I still very much like the movie it's it's very fun and um, despite the fact that yes I also do enjoy Greek mythology this really doesn't have a whole lot of accuracy in the realm of Greek mythology we'll talk about that I'm sure a little bit but Hercules is a property that has been adapted many much times in film and television I, I looked up some of the highlights and uh, I came up with, uh, let's see, a Hercules in New York film yep. made in 1970 that was a bomb starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. There's also another Hercules movie, too, actually, starring Lou Ferrigno that were both bombs. Then there was the Hercules, the Legendary Journey television show starring Kevin Sorbo, which I've seen over the years uh it was a TV show that went on for some years in the 90s. And then got overshadowed by its uh, female counterpart. Right, Xena. Uh, it, it did cross over with Xena several times. It also had a spinoff, Young Hercules, 
in like the late 90s, which starred Ryan Gosling. Did you guys know that Ryan played Young Hercules? I was so excited when I found that out. I hope people watch this and go back and watch Young Hercules, or at the very least I, I Google it. I hope the opposite. Isn't just Google funny? Ryan Gosling, Young Hercules, or don't. and just yeah. see what comes up. Or look up. at the puppies. Because it's amazing. Yeah, that was a show that existed. Did you not know that, Scott? No, you, I did not. You gave a quizzical look there. Mm -hmm. Oh, I suggest you Google it. It's cheesy as fuck. But, um, uh... <laughs> <laughs> there was also a Disney animated series in the late 90s. I believe it's on Disney Plus now, but it's I think it's just like the kid version of Hercules, which is, in my opinion, the least interesting version of Disney's Hercules. Like for a good portion of the beginning of this movie, I was checked out. I did not care because young Hercules in this movie is annoying. Anyway. <laughs> He's only in the movie for like, seven minutes exactly so i just you know took a quick cat nap and then we continued but um there's also been a handful of modern attempts in the 2010s to make hercules films all with pretty mixed or negative reviews but most notably there was one with the rock i enjoyed that one okay you go girl of course because it's the rock and then most recently i would say hercules appeared in thor love and thunder with uh russell crowe as zeus Two interesting reviews from people. I love that movie. I, I We had a really fun time watching that movie, but, you know, some people have poo-pooed it. But last but not least, I did want to mention, because this is Disney we're talking about, so, of course, there is a plethora of direct-to-video sequels. There was going to be a direct-to-video sequel of Hercules called Hercules 2, colon, The Trojan War. Oh, God. Oh, yes. It was planned, and it would have been about Hercules living in Athens with Meg and their daughter, and then him having to go off to fight in the war. But apparently, when John Lasseter came on the scene in 2006, he just nixed all of the direct-to-video Disney sequels that were like in the planning stage. Probably for the best. Probably for the best, indeed, indeed. There's also, he's made a couple of appearances in games, including Kingdom Hearts, and more recently, uh, God of War. You get to fight Hercules, it's quite fun. Um, so yeah, Hercules has been around in all sorts of media all over the place. Indeed, indeed. Disney's Hercules was written and directed by Ron Clements and John Musker. We just recently discussed them when we discussed The Little Mermaid, but they also were behind films such as Aladdin, Princess and the Frog, Treasure Planet, Moana. Actually, Musker and Clements were trying to get Treasure Planet made during this time, but Disney was like, nah, so why don't you do Hercules instead? And they're like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> and then other writers included uh, Don McEnany and Bob Shaw, who were behind A Bug's Life, and Irene Mechie, who was behind some, some big mamas, including uh, Lion King, Hunchback, and Brave. So definitely got some powerhouses behind this, including, of course, the composer, who was Alan Menken, who we also talked about during Little Mermaid. But the lyrics for the songs in this movie were done by David Zippel, who did the lyrics for Disney's Mulan, and most recently apparently did the lyrics for the flop musical of uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Bad Cinderella, that I think just recently kind of went kaputs on Broadway. But I will say the songs in here are definitely a highlight. Oh, yeah. One of them is Oscar nominated for a reason. 
uh, but you know, lost to Titanic because Titanic. But we're God. we're gonna get to all that. Goddamn Titanic. Yeah, what can you do? Check out our Titanic review. That's fun, babe. Isn't that one fun? Oh yeah, so fun. A movie I will never probably watch again ever again in my life. Oh no. So, Scotty, are you ready to get into the nitty-gritty of Hercules? Hercules! I'm ready to lift. Let's go. Let's get ripped. Okay, let's get swole. So we start off with the narrator of the History Channel. Yes, Charlton Heston is our narrator. He's only in it for a brief second, but he starts with, like, he overhypes us a little bit, it seems. I don't know if he overhypes it. I mean, they got the right guy in there to, uh, you know use his booming voice to bring on the epicness of the tale. But uh, he quickly gets replaced by our muses, and they start with a fun song, uh, The Gospel Truth. Yes, I do want to introduce the muses, because uh, these were uh, five African-American goddesses here that, uh, that really are the backbone of this movie. I feel like they are underappreciated for what they did for this movie. We got Lilius White, Venice thomas cheryl freeman lashans and Roz ryan and between all these ladies we got four tonys three chart making singles and over 150 acting creds and counting so i just wanted to give them their due i, I feel like the gospel direction that the the music in this movie went in was on first look it seems maybe kind of like an odd choice but the director's went on record saying like well when you sing about god or in this case gods that's what you're singing you're singing gospel so it made sense uh mencken described it as an explosion of joy which i would certainly agree with Yeah, even to this day, you a Hercules song comes on like my Spotify playlist, and I can't help it but get excited and enjoy the ride of the song. Yeah, I feel like if they had gone with their original direction that they were thinking of, which was the Spice Girls, it would have been a different vibe. <laughs> they definitely made the right call. Yes. But yes, uh, The Gospel Truth, a great way to start the movie. And it kind of, like, gives you a little backstory on some of the gods, the titans. It's the exposition song. And we quickly cut to Mount Olympus. Hercules has just been born. Hercules, of course, is the son of Zeus, and in this movie, the son of Hera. Not actually in Greek mythology, but here he is. In actual Greek mythology, Zeus is... A playboy. Fucking many human women and making many demigod babies that Hera hates and wants to kill. Indeed. But in this movie, we can't tell that to the kids. No, we don't want to frighten the children. (laughs) We can't have Zeus as a swan humping a random human woman. Yeah, that's kind of yucky. Ew, does he fuck her as a swan? Yes, he does. Oh, that's great. That's not weird at all. Lady, why are you fucking a swan? (laughs) That's also odd. Okay, sorry. Continue. Stop looking at me, swan. It's just the thing I think is fucking his animals. I think that's a thing. Great. That's a real different kink that I never knew existed. Cool. Ah, yes. But Hercules, of course, is very strong, very powerful. Zeus gives him his first gift, and it's a pegasus. 
fun. Cute little horsey with wings. But, of course, the party gets interrupted by Hades. The evilest of evil gods. He runs the underworld, and he's quite the chef's kiss of a villain in Disney culture. He's voiced by James Woods. Apparently, he was trying to play Robin Williams in this movie. He really was very committed to the bit. He ad-libbed a lot. He really loved and was devoted to this character. He always returned for different shows and games. Apparently, the film was about to go over budget, and he offered to completely refund his salary so they could finish the movie. They ended up not having to do that, but... Well, you look at Hades, like... In the hierarchy of Disney villains, he's always up there. He's goofy, but he's like... Sinister. He's sinister, and it's it's just a good time with him, even though he's the bad guy. We quickly meet his two underlings, Pain and Panic, after he goes back to the underworld. <laughs> yeah, they're a highlight, too. I really enjoy them. They're, they're funny little uh, underlings. They're voiced by Bobcat Goldthwaite who is a comedian and he's got a very distinct voice and Matt Frewer who voiced Max Headroom and he also was the god of pestilence on Supernatural but you know we don't need to talk about that because only Frankie cares about it but I will say yeah I forgot like how funny they were like at one point they just go into a whole bit where they turn themselves into worms and they're just like we are worms why are you guys so funny they play off Hades so well but uh, Hades is like tell me when the fates are here and they're like well they're already here (laughs) and of course every time Hades gets angry he like blows up into fire which I thought was an awesome little touch as a kid. The way they use fire in the character design of Hades works in both ways for him in the sinister realm and in the hilarious realm because at one point, like, obviously, yeah, when he gets pissed, the fire rages and gets hotter and it's definitely adds to the, the vibe of his evilness. But also on the other end of it, you know, there's one point in the big battle at the end where... He's ranting and raving, and then all of a sudden Pegasus comes behind him and blows out his hair. He's like, what? Whoa, is my hair out? (laughs) It's like one of the most iconic, probably, laughs in the movie. So yeah, character design and voice acting is on point for Hades. Honestly, if they ever redid this like live-action stuff, like they're on a kick, Disney... I don't know who you get to play Hades. Well, they would probably ask James Woods, or at least he would campaign to do it. I know for a fact that... Originally, John Lithgow was cast, and he recorded dialogue for it, and then for whatever reason, they let him go. It probably just wasn't a right fit. And then I think Danny DeVito, because he had worked with Nicholson before, recommended him for it, but then he wouldn't settle on like the money, so that didn't work out. But that also probably would have been a good choice. I know David Bowie was considered and Willem Dafoe was considered also. What a shock. Willem Dafoe was considered Willem for Dafoe the Willem Dafoe would be kind of fucking hilarious. Has he done a voice role? I don't know if he's ever done like a voice role. I don't role. know, but I mean, like, he's definitely got a distinct voice. He so. does. It would be very interesting. Um, but yes, we meet the fates. Ooh, 
they know all about the past, the present, and the future. And basically, their only purpose is to let Hades know, like, hey, man, we know you're trying to take over the world and shit and defeat Zeus. And, like, you can totally do that. We believe in you, bro. You've got the music in you. However, if Zeus's son, Hercules, manages to get all swole and godlike, you know, you're going to have yourself a problem because he will defeat you. Okay, bye. Have fun with your plan. And that's how that's what starts up the whole movie of Hades being like, okay, well, I have to get rid of Hercules. Exactly. But does he do it himself? Of course not. Of course not. He leaves it to the bumbling sidekicks. Well, we have to do that, dear. Otherwise, movie doesn't happen. Very true. So pain and panic go, kidnap Hercules, give him a potion that makes him almost nearly mortal. He misses drinking one drop, so he keeps his godlike strength. And, uh... He beats the living hell out of them. <laughs> Though I do love, I forgot, it's very funny when they're like, if he finds out, if. If, if is good. <laughs> if is good. I like it. Yeah, I like that bit too because it comes back at the end. But uh, yeah, Hercules turns into basically a human just with like a little bit of super strength. And he gets adopted by these sweet old people and they raise him to be a normal human boy which is boring we cut to like you know tween fucking hercules and i'm going to sleep now i'm bored he's whiny i you know oh no kids don't like me because i'm different oh when i'm so sad yeah, but, it's like oh my god i'm bored yeah but this is like I'm a, so bored this is like a common like Thing. I know, it's boring. But like, that's the problem I feel like with Hercules in general. This this is really where I started to realize, like, oh, maybe this is why I haven't always, like, loved this movie. I feel like the character of Hercules in this movie is, like, just goody-goody guy, and he's boring. Like, he doesn't have a real personality. He's just goody-goody guy who whines a lot. Well, <laughs> I, I don't think that's true. I've Not yet- the whole time. I mean, once he gets to the end and shit starts getting real, you know, the, the badass Hercules comes out a little bit, you know. But, like, for a lot of the movie, he's just like a doofy. Not even doofy, because doofy would be funnier. But I don't know. I, I- he's just whiny when he's a tween. And then when he gets older and starts kicking ass, like... He's just like, I'm so cool. I'm an action figure. And then <laughs> and then once shit gets real, then he becomes a real person. Kind of th- like any normal human being when you go through shit. Then you get some character. Well, yeah. I also think the other issue is there's a lot of characters in this with a lot of arcs. Oh, yeah. There does not need to be as many characters as there are in this, probably. We already have Zeus and Hera and the rest of the gods who really don't get names. They're all there, but, like, they're not important. Then you got Hades, Pain, Panic, the Fates. Like, and we barely started this movie. But, uh, yeah, Herc, as a teen, is kind of nothing special. He ends up destroying a whole town because he catches a frisbee. If the animated series is just, like, this shit, I would not watch it. I'd be like, I... Would rather watch something else. Fairly Odd Parents, for example, Power Rangers, something else that's going to stimulate me mentally. Well, I think 
Yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you make the fucking animated? Se- I don't know if that's what the animated series is about. I have no idea. But if it is with that, like, why would you do that? Well, I think the animated series, from my memory, took place from when he met Phil to afterwards. So it's like yeah, but he's on an island with Phil. He's not around other people. Well, I think they travel. I don't think they they retcon shit. Probably. Probably. Who fucking knows? I just want to get can we just get to go the distance because that's when the movie starts for me <laughs> okay we are he- we are here we hit uh probably the biggest song in this movie yes this is the one that was oscar and golden globe nominated and lost to that pesky titanic yes indeed uh i can go the distance it's, it's a, a good song it's a great song yeah absolutely i am on my way i can go the distance i don't care how also michael bolton sings it in the closing credits for the movie which is dope and there's also a spanish version with ricky martin because ricky martin played hercules in like the spanish version of hercules interesting i did not know that but uh i can go the distance it's great. He's going, working his way. He's going the distance. <laughs> he's going for speed. But he's working his way to the Temple of Zeus. Ah, uh, yes, because he wants to know where he belongs. He wants to know where he belongs, and he was left with a little amulet with a thunderbolt on it. Mm-hmm. And what is Zeus known for? But throwing thunderbolts. So then Hercules meets a rock-hard Rip Torn, and then... <laughs> Zeus is also voiced by Rip Torn, which we have to mention because Rip Torn <laughs> yeah. patches from Dodgeball, if you don't know. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? Oh! Oh! He's got quite the voice. He's been in like everything. He's been in Men in Black, of course, Dodgeball. It, uh, Freddy Got Fingered, of course. But we... Oh, yes, that's a classic. <laughs> Let's bring that up right now. <laughs> so... He runs away because obviously, and then he's like, whoa, whoa, there, Sonny, I'm your daddy. And he's like, you have to be a true hero to be a god. So go go out there, find Philoctetes, just find the goat man named Phil, and he will teach you how to be a hero. Yes, Phil the Sather. Um, That's what I, I said, goat man, goddammit. Yeah, well, I, I was being more specific. He's a satyr. Oh, well, excuse me. Goat man, satyr, we same were, fucking difference. We were thinking this whole time, like, what's the rules of this? Because there's no real rules to being a true hero of Earth. <laughs> well, clearly there are, because when Hercules becomes an action figure and saves a whole bunch of people from monsters, that doesn't count. Because uh, no. he's doing it for the glory. Oh, well, yeah, he's doing it for the glory. But then at the end, he sacrifices himself, and that's fine. But right. another character sacrifices themselves for Hercules. Ah, and, and doesn't she's become... not a goddess. Well, because she's a woman, Scott. That's the only reason. <laughs> that's the only reason. What the fuck do you think this is? This is ancient Greece. Woman can't be hero. So he goes to a, an island, and we meet Phil the Sailor. Voiced by Danny DeVito. He did Batman Returns five years before this movie. And he did Matilda the year before, which is when he signed on to do this movie. It was while he was directing and starring in Matilda. And Danny DeVito as Phil is great. Oh, yeah. He brings such a life to Phil. 
course, Villa gets his song. One last hope. That he just, really talks sings, which he, is fine for Danny DeVito. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You can have a talk sing song uh, because he laughs at Hercules, who claims he's Zeus's son at one point. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, Zeus, he's your daddy. <laughs> and then he gets struck by lightning. He's like, okay, I guess I'll train you then. <laughs> he's shouting out rules during the song. At one point, Frankie had a conniption because rule 95 was to concentrate. Oh, yeah. Rule 95 is concentrate and rule 96 is aim. I'm like, those, that's far into the, those should be like in the top 10. Like at that, at 95 are you really still memorizing all the rules and their numbers by that point? Like what were one to 94 that 95 is concentrate. Okay. That should have been a little higher up the list. Well, one is to breathe. Two is to not die. Two is to not die. Three is to work on your ankle strength because no heel, heel, heel strength. Sorry. Heel strength. He, he worked with uh, Achilles at one point, Phil. So that's like a running joke in the movie. Oh, also Pegasus is back. I forgot to mention Pegasus had returned. Pegasus! Full grown this time. Horsey with wings! Yes. We had a discussion off mic about whether you would rather have a Pegasus or a Hippogriff. And me personally, I said Pegasus just out of fear because I don't, I'm kind of scared of birds. Don't ask. It's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) And the Hippogriff, at least from the Harry Potter movies, would suggest that Hippogriffs are more bird than horse. Pegasus definitely is more horse than bird, so I would have to go with that. Indeed. But in the One Last Hope song, Hercules gets swole. He's strong man now with sandals and cape and sword. Yes. And dimples. Oh, the dimples. Oh, the dimples. I think he had dimples before when he was a dorky little tween, but like I didn't care because I didn't <laughs> see him. I didn't see him. He was so boring. He just disappeared from view. Oh, poor young Hercules. <laughs> He wasn't Ryan Gosling, so I just didn't pay attention. (laughs) So they're flying to Thebes, but along the way, they run into our damsel of the movie. Yes, Meg, who is like one of my favorite heroines of Disney movies. Like, you know, I'm partial to Belle a lot of the times just because I am also a brunette girl who likes to sing and read books. And I'm also married to a beast, but... (laughs) (laughs) but i am partial to meg as well just simply because of her sassy sarcasm queenness did they give you a name along with all those rippling pectorals uh uh, i'm um uh are you always this articulate she is voiced by susan egan who was the og bell on broadway when they did beauty and the beast on broadway she was totally nominated for that so she is definitely a boss-ass bitch. Yeah, Meg is definitely the sassiest, I think, of all the Disney princesses. I think they make a point in modern Disney with female leads to give them some more obstinance and, like, sass. But, yeah, Meg is definitely one of the sassiest and most independent and strong-ass bitches in the Disney catalog. Yes, we talked about this before. Frankie's awakening was to Phoebus yes. in Hunchback. Perhaps part of the reason why I wanted to watch it again <laughs> for for this episode. But it's fine. I'm totally not bitter. <laughs> God damn you, Kevin Klein. Thank you and God damn you at the same time. It's fine. Yeah, be happy. I Because of him, I was into a, a sweet 
funny blonde guy who was strong. Uh, but I would probably say Meg is probably one of mine from Hercules. That explains so much also <laughs> about you and me. All right. There you go. It all makes sense now. Hercules fights this monster that Meg is dealing with at the time. Voiced by Jim Cummings, of course. Uh, and immediately I was like, is that Pete? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He turned to me at one point. He's like, is that Goofy's neighbor guy? I'm like, Pete? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's Jim Cummings. <laughs> he also does um, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and Darkwing Duck, along with many, many other things. He's one of them voice actors that's just always around. But yes, Hercules does this batch him, and then there's uh, there's some chemistry between Meg and uh, Herc. Ooh, baby. She calls him Wonder Boy. But we quickly learn that she sold her soul to Hades. Yes, we find out later that she sold her soul to him to save her boyfriend at the time's life. And then later on, he ended up leaving her for some other bitch. So she is jaded and very walled off from people. But then, you know, Hercules slowly but surely kind of opens her heart up and she falls for him. And, you know, that old that old chestnut, that old story. Um, It's also very funny because once she brings up Hercules, pain and panic are like, Huh. Oh my god. That Their reaction is great. Like, should didn't we have some of the Oh, oh my god <laughs> And then they like run away. It's so good. Yeah, the reactions are really great. And then they have like a whole bit where it's like maybe it's another Hercules. Hercules is a very popular name nowadays, you know. We finally get to the the big city of Phoebes and it's oh, basically god all new york they call it the big olive and we were like ha ha ha, ha. Oh, how funny that's funny and then the first i don't know if i've mentioned this before on this show but when we used to live in new york we now live here in north carolina and something that especially younger people that i've met have asked me or said to me when they find out that i lived in new york they're like, hey, do people say I'm walking here? Or they like just say it and like joking around. And I'm like, no, I don't think I've ever heard someone in New York say that seriously. Like maybe they'll say it as a joke because it's so obviously like a cliche, you know, ha ha ha. But then in this movie, I shit you not, one of the first things that is said by Phil when they come into Thebes, like some horse and buggy like almost runs them over, and Phil turns around and goes, Hey, I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Up yours, you son of a bitch! You don't talk me that way! Get out of here! Oh no, this is New York. They're they have flashers they have fucking like homeless people on the side i'm like oh my god this is a fucking greek representation of, of new, york. new york i was like oh fuck i did not realize this as a kid watching this movie <laughs> they, and i'm like oh shit they do things like they also bring up the term chariot chaser for ambulance chasers oh my god i was dying i'm like this is sick at one point somebody goes call i x i i Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> when they want to call 911, they're like, ah, call IXII. <laughs> they have some pretty clever little jokes in here. So Herc gets into town. He's like, I'm going to be your hero, and nobody wants him to be their hero. You're like, bitch, we don't know you. We don't know you. We don't want you. But Meg appears again, and she goes, oh, two kids have been stuck in a rock slide. What, they- Lassie? 
What last? See Timmy's caught in the well? Timmy is caught in the well. Um, so Herc, of course, goes. Everyone follows him. He lifts the giant rock, saves the two kids who happen to be pain and panic in disguise. And then this releases the Hydra. And the Hydra's always been a cool fucking villain monster. Yeah, true. I remember this in the movie and immediately we said like, oh, it's definitely animated differently. It is done in CGI for sure. And there were 13 animators to work just on that sequence. Apparently it took a year and a half just to complete that four minute sequence in the movie because it was so much going on. And the the Hydra stuff still holds up. Oh, it looks great. It looks good, yeah. It's actually arguably probably the scariest point of the movie. When like the, all the heads are chasing him all around. Hercules just keeps slicing these fucking heads off of this Hydra. And at one point, Phil gets so annoyed. He's like, will you forget the head slicing thing? And there's like 50 fucking Hydras just chilling. I'm like, okay. Clearly, he ain't quick on the uptake, this boy. Well, I love Hades is watching in the background. And eventually, when Herc does win, you get Meg with the sarcastic clap. Yeah, like, like the, quiet, the quiet little golf clap going on. But yeah, so then we go into one of the really like boppiest of bops in the movie, Zero to Hero, sung by the Muses. And it basically is just a montage of Hercules killing the game, kicking ass, taking names, getting pussy. Maybe not getting pussy, but like... So after Zero to Hero, we see Hercules going back to Zeus's temple to basically just regale his father, his big stone rock hard daddy, with some fun facts about how he's been kicking ass and taking names. It's so weird hearing you say... I know, that's why I keep saying it. (laughs) So yeah, he tells Zeus, his stone cold, rock hard, abbed daddy, that... that he's ready to be a superhero now and to be a god and Zeus is like oh no son and then immediately Hercules just starts whining like a bitch which again is like not very endearing for a character to be a whiny little bitch he's like but daddy I'm cool I'm so swole now and I'm an action figure and everyone wants my dick and Zeus is like, ah, oh, you know, look inside your heart, son. You'll find out what it means to be a hero. Remember who you are. Oh, wait, sorry. That was Lion King. Sorry. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Long hey. movie. Hey, 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 hey. He's about to wear a scar in a second. Oh, right. Yeah, there was a little nod to Lion King in this movie where there's a guy, like, painting a vase of Hercules, and he's got a lion skin on him, and it's scar. <laughs> it's, like, it's a funny little nod. But, uh, yes, he gets painted and then Meg, who snuck in, decides to take Herc out on a date. Well, mind you, before that, Hercules is talking to Phil and he's like, I'm done with this. I'm sick of saving people. It's too much pressure. Meaning like, oh, well, now that I know I'm not going to be a god and I'm not doing it right, clearly, I'm just not going to save people anymore. <laughs> he's just like, I'm giving up the hero game. And Phil's like, what do you mean? <laughs> What are you talking about? He's like, well, my daddy doesn't want me in Olympus. So uh, fuck all these people that need my help with the monsters. Fuck them. Fuck them. Well, in all fairness, though, 
he was given a vague set of rules of how to become a god, and then to be told, whatever, let's say five to six years or whatever, how long it took him to become this Herc, that, no, you're not doing it right, that would be frustrating. I mean, sure, but, like, big rock-hard stone daddy was trying to tell him <laughs> that being a hero is about being a good person and yeah. saving people because you want to save people. Yeah, but... Not because you want to be an action figure. That's the lesson, kids. <laughs> but anyway, yes, after all that, uh, Meg kind of makes her entrance and she wants to, like basically take him on a little date uh yeah she's trying to learn his weakness because that's that was Hades' plan and uh even with all that it's cute it is cute they're definitely liking each other a lot and meg who is you know a jaded queen she shows herself a little bit to hercules and kind of explains that she covers up her trauma with you know sarcasm and jokes and shit bitch me too they're about to kiss and that gets interrupted by phil and of course pegasus <laughs> they get separated and when she's alone they get into another bop of a song uh i won't say i'm in love which is a really good song for meg yeah it's her and the muses singing together it's a good time again every song in here is really good <laughs> Her and the muse is singing, and eventually Hades shows up and goes, Well, I do know Herc's weakness. It's you. Ah, da-da-da. But of course, Phil sees her talking to Hades. He goes back to the stadium where Hercules is training, and everything that happens in this stadium sequence from beginning to end is just really sad. <laughs> it's like really dark and sad. Well, except for the Pegasus part where he gets... That's just weird. He gets taken that away feels icky. by Pain and Panic who are disguised as a female that Pegasus. That feels like a fucking saw trap. Like, it just feels so gross in a fucking Disney movie. Ugh. But then uh, Phil is trying to tell her that, hey, Meg's not a good person. She's working for Hades. She's, tr- she's tricking you. And her kind of does what every teenage boy who's first in love when or girl or teenager who is first in love is like hey this person might not be the best for you they lash out a bit and uh he smacks phil and phil goes flying back oh that was sad and phil's like you know what fuck you i'm going home herc's like fine go i I don't need you i don't need anybody i'm swole and he starts lifting weight. i'm an action figure and that's when Hades shows up. Da, da, da. And Hades goes, Okay, Herc, how about this? You give up your strength for a day, and I let Meg live. Herc's like, as long as Meg doesn't get hurt, I will give up my strength for a day. He shakes Hades' hand. He turns pale gray. He is no longer strong boy. <laughs> or what was it? He's no longer rock hard stone. No, that's Zeus. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Zeus is rock hard stone, Daddy. So then he he finds out that Meg was in on the whole thing, <gasps> uh, and he is now sad. Yeah, not strong boy. Sad, not strong boy. And Hades goes to release the Titans. <gasps> so Hades sends one of these Titans off to 
basically finish off Hercules. And despite the fact that Hercules is not strong boy and sad and gray, he still goes to face the nasty one-eyed Titan guy thing. And Meg is like, no, you'll be killed. And Hercules is like, there are worse things. And I'm like, oh, see, see, you have some trauma. And now you have some chutzpah, some, some spice on your personality. See, kids, that's the real lesson. Trauma <laughs> Get builds. some trauma. Trauma builds character. Don't worry. If you don't have trauma now, you'll have it soon. Oh, yes. Life is a real cunt. Anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> so Meg actually gets a hold of Pegasus and flies off with him to go find Phil to talk Hercules out of fighting this guy. She finds Phil, talks to him, says, pretty please, Phil, save Hercules, because if you don't, he'll die. I know I fucked up, but please help Hercules. So they go back and try to help Hercules, and he ends up using his smarts, his, his wit, to outsmart the Titan guy and kills him by making him fall off a ledge or a, a, a cliff of some sort. And then as the monster falls, a beam is about to fall on Hercules, Meg dives pushing Hercules out of the way, taking the beam herself. Yeah, and then Hercules, when he sees that she's been crushed, just screams out this, like, guttural... Meg! No! It's really good. And what I'll say, because I don't think we mentioned actually who voices Hercules. Adult Hercules is voiced by Tate Donovan, who is a character actor in a lot of film and television, but he actually, I know him from some like random rom-com, I think from like the 80s or the 90s called Love Potion Number 9 that he did with Sandra Bullock that was pretty decent. Also, I feel like we didn't mention Young Hercules. The singing was done by Roger Bart, who is another character actor from film and television, but he's also a Tony Award-winning Broadway actor. He's actually playing i believe doc brown in the back to the future musical that's Ah. out on broadway right now he's done a lot of good shit so yeah when go the distance was happening that was that was roger bart and now on the other side of it you have tate donovan who really kind of brings out the more adult grit to hercules that i kind of wish we had earlier to be honest i feel like it would have been nice if we had a more kind of steady transformation i don't know i feel like 10 minutes ago he was like doofy kind of like deer in the headlights hercules and now he is gritty i've been through some shit hercules yeah i I think it's tough we're spanning a long time of this character's life plus again there are so many characters so it's not like we're just focusing on hercules like meg's got her arc phil's got his arc Again, there's this war for Mount Olympus. There's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It probably it would have been easier maybe if there were less characters. But then again, Hercules is such a huge tale. It's hard to just narrow that down and make a more intimate story about Hercules. Or especially when it's Hercules' origin story, so to speak. So it's, it's a hard balance to find there. But um, yeah, Meg is clearly very hurt but because Meg has been hurt Hercules gets his powers back because of the deal he made with Hades so when he asks Meg why the hell would you do that she said people do crazy things when they're in love and that's another kind of theme of the movie but uh yeah I guess that's a a good 
and true statement, is it not, Scotty? Yes, <laughs> indeed. You do the dumbest shit when you're in love. Oh, like marry a crazy bitch. <laughs> no, not like that. Oh. But you do dumb shit like try and race her to a classroom and steal her chair and hide it in the back of the room. That's true. That's just that's just a bully. <laughs> oh no, did I marry my high school bully? <laughs> but yes, Herc joins the fight at Mount Olympus. Woo. Herc kicks some ass. And uh Zeus and Hercules and the gods beat back Hades. Woo. And send his ass back to the underworld. Fuck you, James Woods. <laughs> But James Woods goes, you think you've won? I still have the last piece to play, Hercules. Fuck you. I'm going <laughs> to kill your girlfriend now. <laughs> I thought it was really sad, the whole sequence where like he, Hercules is on Pegasus and he's rushing to try to get back to her before she before she dies. And it's it's really sad. That was like a really tense sequence where it's cutting back and forth between him and Phil with Meg, and she's trying to hold on. It's it's really sad. It is. You know, I'll give it to you, Disney. You made me feel sad in this movie that I didn't care about for the first ten minutes. <laughs> but Herc does not make it. Meg dies. And Phil's like, I'm sorry, kid. There's just some things you can't change. And then there's like an intense moment where basically Hercules just looks almost right in the camera. He's like, yes, I can. Da, da, da. He spiked the lens for sure. (laughs) So Herc goes down to the underworld, grabs Cerberus and rides him into Hades' chamber. And is like, give me back Meg, you son of a bitch. He's like, booby, baby. (laughs) No. I uh, know I'm not gonna do that. She's down there in the pit of souls. But uh, like, if you want to go down there and get her, like, you know, feel free. But like, you're gonna die probably. But like, you know, have fun, man. Go ahead. So he goes. I'm gonna sacrifice myself for Meg. He jumps down. He's about to d- die as the fates go to cut like this string of his life. But suddenly he turns gold, and he becomes a god as he grabs Meg's soul, brings it back up. Hades is like, hey, man, um, I didn't mean any of this shit. Didn't mean any of it. It's it's fine. It's fine. We're cool, right? Yeah? No? We're cool? Hercules punches him into the River of Souls. Pain and panic go, he's going to be really angry if he gets out of there. If he gets out of there. If. If is good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he brings Meg's soul back. Yay! She's alive. They go to Mount Olympus. It's all cheers. Hercules yeah, is Hercules a god. is glowing. He is a golden strong boy now. And Meg is like, "Go get him, Wonder Boy!" And she turns to leave, even though how is she leaving? Yeah, she's on the cloud. Yeah, that's what I was. Okay, so yeah, she he's getting like you know loving pats and cheers from all the gods, right? And Meg's just standing there, like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna go now." And she's slowly walking away, and I'm just like. Bitch, where are you walking to? Like, you're in essentially heaven, right? So, like, are you just going to walk off the cloud and, like, die? Like, what what are you going to do, sweetie? Where do you think you're going? She's going to goofy scream off the mountain. (laughs) Yeah, Hercules is like, wait, Meg, I want to be with you. I want to be immortal on Earth so I can be with Meg, please. And the gods are like, cool, man. 
you can come visit on holidays. Do they have Christmas in ancient Greek mythology? Probably not, but they have an equivalent, I'm sure. Yeah, come back for holidays. And then on every other day, you can spend it with your human parents who were being ignored for the majority of this movie but hey they're still here so you can just be with them right well, we, cool we, we cut to them at one point and they were making some money off uh right well it would be kind of shitty if like you know hey i know you took care of me for 18 years but now i'm big god boy with my big strong rock hard stone daddy and now i don't give a shit about you <laughs> I just keep saying it because it irritates Scott. You and your donkey. You and your donkey. Oh, poor Pegasus. But um. Well, no, they had the donkey, not Pegasus. Oh, I thought you were t- saying Pegasus no, was a donkey. I'm no, like, well, that's kind of rude. No. So that's how the movie ends, and then we get a Star Is Born, our last song to kind of wrap up the whole tale. And I gotta say. There's a point in the song that got me a little misty, like got me a little in my feelings. So in the beginning of the movie, if we rewind back to Phil's song and Phil's whole introduction, he said, like, I want to be the guy that trains the best hero in the world. And I want the gods to put his picture up in the stars. And I want people to look up in the stars and say, hey, that's Phil's boy. And then cut back to star is born that is exactly what happens they do a little constellation of hercules in the sky and there's people looking up in the sky that's phil's boy you see phil nearby seeing this and and he's all misty eyed and it's just like a very heartwarming moment i get chills talking about it. it's very sweet so yeah you got me hercules you fucking got me congratulations so frankie on rewatch what would you rate hercules so I would say um, my rating is going to stay the same as it was before, which is a three and a half out of five stars. Uh, I don't think I would change it in my ranking of the Disney Renaissance era. Just, you know, to put it in perspective for you guys, there are 10 movies in the Renaissance era altogether, and I have Hercules at number eight. What? What the fuck? Oh, sorry. That's wrong. <laughs> so, and I mean, it's again, it's a list of all really good movies like the lowest one is uh rescuers down under what would bernard say so i have hercules as a four out of five okay you don't have it that much higher than me you fuck why are you like judging me for having his three and a half because a four is better than a three and a half right but it's not like you gave it a five like it's your fucking favorite movie i never said it was my favorite well okay i'm just saying stop fucking judging me bro because i can judge you it's my it's what i do listen i don't fucking judge you when you have why are you like that i don't fucking judge you when you have worse fucking ratings than me I don't. Name an example, bro. <sighs> exactly. You can't. You just sit over there and sigh. <laughs> All right. You explain why you love Hercules so much more than me. You gave it a half star better review than me. I did. Oh, my God. Uh, Hercules is a lot of fun. The music's great. I agree. I, I guess the first 10 minutes are a little rough. Yes. But minus the gospel truth. The gospel the, truth is yes, good. Yes. Minus the gospel truth. But I think all the side bits and the side characters, like Phil is great, Meg is great, mm-hmm. Hades is great. Mm-hmm. But the but the titular character, maybe not so great all the time? I think I think after I Can Go the Distance, uh-huh. he gets infinitely better. And he progresses throughout the movie after that. Okay. 
I think it's a good time, and I think all the some of the parts make a very good and fun movie, and I still had a great time watching it. I agree with everything you're saying for the most part, except maybe the stuff about Hercules himself, which is why I gave it a three and a half. And you rated it a whole half star more than me, yet you're glaring at me when I talked about my review. Well, no, just because where you rated it on your list, but you know, that's fine. It's number eight out of ten of like ten movies that are all good movies. Yes, but you the one you rated above. This is the same (laughs) era that Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and Lion King came out. Would you like me to rate higher than the Lion King? No, 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 no. Would that make sense to you? No, but the one you have right above it. I have that at seven (laughs) for a reason. It's not the best one. I just. I think it's better than Tarzan. Is that not something to write home about? That's good. That's fine. Oh, okay. I really enjoy this movie. I'm not, again, I'm not saying it's better than the super supreme classics. I have Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin. I have, I think I have all three of those rated as five-star movies. Yes. As you should. There's a reason we chose not to do those movies. Because yeah, because they're just perfect basically i mean we i'm sure we could find something to talk about that's like controversial or you know like silly or bad but like we love those movies so we didn't want to just have a boring hour conversation about how good the movie is we wanted to talk about some interesting things that maybe we disagree about huh but yes that was hercules so next week uh scotty's gonna be showing me a movie it's actually a sequel to a movie that we've done before on the show that I am interested in seeing just because the first movie was so very interesting, both in good and bad ways. So I'm excited to see the sequel and, and figure out what I feel about it. So until then, this has been Shoot the Flick. Uh, I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick and check out all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. And make sure you come back next week for our gun-toting, horse-riding movie adventure. Zero the hero, baby. Just like that. Who bought the gladiator? Hercules! Who's down these appreciators?